fuck. That's all you need. Like the rest, we can take the rest of the day off. Hook. Hook? Tim and Joel call it in the ring. Sunday afternoon. How's it going, everybody? I thought about changing the name of the show to uh, Hook and Hook, Call It in the Ring. Hooked on Hook. Hookity. Hooked on Hook. 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 I thought this was going to become like Hooked on Wrestling. Maybe we could call it that. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And then we only discuss Hook's wrestling. Only Hook. Yeah. Like a a full-time 24-7 Hookerama. Hookerama. (laughs) Sounds like a a Vegas convention. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, if you like conventions with us, toss a thumbs up here on the video. (laughs) You'll have to pay to get me at a convention. Oh, it's not so bad once you wear a mask. Uh, Leave a comment here. Why not? It's good for you. It it helps you. And a a comment a day keeps the doctors away. Cures your bones. Yes, cures your bones. Just like subscribing to this channel, timandjoelpod.com. Gets you twice a week, Sundays, Wednesdays, noon Eastern. We go live. We talk about wrestling. We have a good time. We take very little seriously, and we hope that you'll join us as well in our Discord, where there is a link in the video description. You can join it. It's free, free 99. That's our favorite number. Hopefully, it's yours too. And that's what we do. We, we talk about wrestling. Tim, how are you doing? What's going on? And how are you feeling? All right. Well, I'm glad we did this. I was just thinking about Timmy Two Talks because we do two shows and WWE insists on trying to make that uh, do to anything into something when it's never anything. Timmy Two Talks and Joel Gacy. Yeah, Joel Gacy. Wonderful. Good morning, chat. Hope you're doing all right. Good afternoon. Maybe it's good evening. Maybe it's good night. Maybe you're in another country and it's nighttime there and I don't know why you're staying up. Maybe we put you to sleep. And if that's the case, hey, we'll take it. Happy to do that. This is my ASMR. Yeah. I give you tingles. Late night with Tim and Joel. Uh, So I watched Ring of Honor's final, final battle. I know you didn't, (sighs) Tim, right? Okay. Yeah, it's over. That's nice. Uh, You and I have talked about Ring of Honor on the show, mostly peripherally. I remember when we first started the show, we talked about the bubble. And we talked Mm. about how cool the idea of them bubbling up during the pandemic was. And we gave them props. I felt it was only necessary that, uh, first of all, as someone who watches wrestling, but also someone who who likes Ring of Honor, liked Ring of Honor. And we talked about him on the show that I would talk a little bit about Final Battle, which, again, I know you didn't watch. Mm, Yeah, no. Were you you watching reruns of Roads to the Top? Is that what, what was going on? Uh, No, last night I was watching UFC and and being sad at the weird nunez upset the show ended before the nunez fight so you ain't got nothing i watched and i know all that of for the pre- i watched all of the prelims because it was a tremendous card oh my goodness well you know what you missed at ring of honor you uh, missed brawn of honor okay what? so i don't see the point of special guest appearances as like debut you you called this a shocking debut in a company that no longer runs so it's well, not first, really a debut now is it well hold on you got to think about what i mean by shocking big debuts oh now, he's just Bron, the big one bronze is a not, big one yeah the shocking, the shocking is there the, you go okay that's we're giving terrible. away the entire bit right now by yeah. the way people are turning us off in droves be like you really oh, squandered it one. <laughs> well you were the one who was like ah oh, it's not shocking but it's big so uh the whole story was actually braun who's now known as titan i call him teton because AAA, anyway, Teton, son, Teton. But anyway, uh, uh, the former Braun Strowman, Adam Share, shows up at Ring of Honor because EC3 and him are friends. EC3 was there for uh, just for the show and to fill in. He ended up filling a spot in one of the matches. And then after that, he does a promo. He cuts a promo where he's all about free your narrative. Of course. Yeah. Was it, was it yeah, incoherent? Teton is CMLL. That's right. <laughs> It, no, God. it wasn't. Oh, that's it good because not. most of the time when EC3 speaks, it's incoherent gibberish that sounds like a man who's d- d- too many concussions. You could hear people in the stands being like, "What the hell is this? I don't like this. What are you getting at?" And then he and then two people show up on the side of the uh, so so EC3's in the ring, and then two people show up at the uh, the sides of the rampway. One of them is is the former Wesley Blake, who was a forgotten son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the <laughs> other one is another guy who was part of the Free Year Narrative. Seems like uh, uh, something would not known. Got a lot of tattoos. Uh, next thing you know, 
out come he says send in the titan and everyone's like oh shit it's him and so braun Strowman <laughs> comes out and he just beats down a couple of ring of honor guys eli isom's one of them and uh he beats the shit out of them and it's hilarious Whoa. what repercussions will this have <laughs> tune in At next week the- on oh wait oh wait no but you know what there are a few things one uh, Braun and EC3 have been working together on this whole free the narrative show that EC3 puts on <sighs> that you and I, we broke some news about that weeks ago, like when they were filming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it made sense that Braun would show up here. He's not officially Ring of Honor. He's just working with EC3. That's the other side of it, too, is that this is very much like a partnership free free the narrative thing on an, EC, uh, on an ROH pay-per-view. So... It was interesting seeing Braun on an ROH show after he did all that stuff during the pandemic where he was like, pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and figure your shit out. And people were like, that's not how it works, Braun. That's not how wrestling works. (laughs) Okay. Now he wants to free his narrative, whatever the hell that means. The man's in very good shape. I will give him that. That is good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And the idea of Brian Johnson. The mecca Brian Johnson on Free the Narrative Show, that is a cool story. If he uh, Brian Johnson came out, he's 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 a Ring of Honor guy, uh very obnoxious, yells at everyone. But during his promo last night on the show, uh he like told he, his promo was a bunch of like Ring of Honor specific callbacks, but he was what? talking about people who made it big coming out of Ring of Honor. So like he made reference to American Dragons. He made reference to like to CM Punk, like he with by using nicknames, and I thought that was pretty neat. Anyway, Brian Johnson is cool. is ACDC so unpopular now that a wrestler can go by Brian Johnson and that not be a bad <laughs> that, idea career wise? Isn't that Brian Johnston? No, I'm pretty sure it's Brian Johnson. I don't think it matters. It's Hold just on. a name. It is Brian Johnson. <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, he doesn't come out and being like. Oh, <laughs> i Can't mean i'd probably rest. care more if he did <laughs> my apologies to your ears uh yeah so anyway that, that was brawn of honor but also diana perrazzo comes out after the ring of honor women's championship match and so they the, the ring of honor women's champion for those who don't know her name's roxy she's 20 years old she's a kid she's she's a great wrestler she took on willow nightingale beat her and then out comes diana and diana's just like uh you know i want you one-on-one, winner take all. And she, Deanna says, I'm going to beat Mickey James at Hard to Kill. And then you and me, we're going to have a winner take all match for the Ring of Honor Women's title, the Impact Knockouts title, and the AAA Reina Duranis Championship. And Roxy's like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Like she's ready to ready to go. Here's the, the problem with this. A lot of people are just like, aren't you kind of giving away the Mickey James, Deanna Perrazzo result? What yeah. if Mickey comes out and Mickey's like, hey, if I win, this becomes a triple threat, winner take all. Whoa. That's what I want. Just to give Deanna another shot. <laughs> just to just to just to make it so that the impact knockouts title match is not completely blown out. I mean, that is that's kind of interesting because you got you know, it's like a little evolution thing going on. You got the and legend, the present, and the future. That's thank cool. you. There you. Go. Book that. And also you've got all three titles represented and not Deanna walking in with two titles and then have Roxy show up with one. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way it goes. I would like to see it that way. Uh, uh, Briscoes and OGK had a match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles. We're not going through everything. I'm just talking about the stuff that ended up with crossover Mm -hmm. uh, and then the main event. So uh, OGK, who is uh, Mike Bennett, who you remember from uh, from WWE, Mike Kanellis. Remember Mike Kanellis? Mike and Maria. Yeah. Uh, And Matt Taven, who was a former Ring of Honor champion, they were the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles champions going into this match. They took on the Briscoes. And that's they've been there forever. The Briscoes Briscoes beat the OGK. The OGK, by the way, took those Ring of Honor titles. Yeah, the Ring of Honor titles to the NWA last pay-per-view. This time, the Briscoes look like they're going to take it to uh, to AEW because afterwards, the Briscoes are like, no one can beat us. No one can take us. We have an open challenge. Anyone who wants these titles comes out and gets them. Lights go out. FTR come up. FTR and the Briscoes beat the brakes off each other for a good five minutes. That's a match people want to see. Myself that, that included. Dope. Yeah. Uh, and not, by the way, like go back and watch the actual OGK Briscoes match. It is good. I'm not going to lie. Like they had a hell of a match. The whole show top to bottom was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, FTR and Briscoes. Now my question is, Tim, 
do you do it at AEW or do you do it at GCW? Because remember, the Briscoes are also GCW tag champs. And GCW. they mentioned that on the air. Give it, yeah. AEW doesn't need that. Give give GCW a bone. AEW doesn't, like, their tag champions are neither FTR nor the Briscoes. You can do exactly. a triple A, triple A GCW tag team title match. I think that'd be really neat. Yeah. Have have the Ring of Honor GCW and Triple A tag titles on the line. There, that's your winner take all. Boom. And FTR walks out with all of them. Uh, and then the main event, Jonathan Gresham wins the Ring of Honor World Championship. It is the original title they bring out, not the new one that's very flashy and cool. Uh, Bandito still has the original, or not the original, but the actual belt. So it might become a storyline. Maybe Ring of Honor is about to go in hiatus for the next four months. Yeah. So uh, uh, we're being asked actually by our friend Jay Shell if, if FTR has been to GCW. I don't think I they have. Well, there you go. They've been getting around, and they've been putting on crazy good work as of late. So I didn't. Again, another team I never really understood the hype about because I never saw them do their best work. So this is really enlightening. And because FTR are very much a tag team oriented team, it didn't make sense for them to go to GCW because they didn't have emphasis on their tag titles for a while. Yeah. Now they're starting to, so it might make sense for them to come in and be like, that's a title that we want. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. Uh, so yeah, so Gresham wins. He beats Jay Lethal. Uh, Lethal taps out. Fine. Great. Wonderful. Comes back. Goes away. And uh, now Gresham holds the original Ring of Honor title. He's got the old 2003 belt. And then they went off the air. That was it. It was a very much like a, the, the guy wins, the good guy wins, the, the whole locker room comes out, supports their guy who won the title. And they're like, we'll see you in April because it looks like Ring of Honor is off until they're saying Supercard of Honor is WrestleMania weekend in April. Huh. So I don't know huh. what to think with this because the show was really good. Well, you know, I don't know. that It is what it is. They have no on staff talent now. They've got to just pull in. So contra our uh, nightly basis, I guess. I, everyone's been released officially. I mean, they're they're paid up till the end of the year. Some of them till March. We'll see if they want to stick around. That's that's the big question. A lot of people, especially wrestling fans, are very quick to the trigger and say that's it. Like that, they're done. Historically speaking, yeah, they've got some some proof behind it. But it looked like Ring of Honor last night, by all intents and purposes, are trying to come back. They put on a good show. Can't complain about that. Yeah. Sounds like it was interesting. And I mean, I, you know, you have someone like Braun Strowman in there now. That's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Braun of Honor. Ring of Brawner. That's what I'm here Titan, for. Titan, eh? Okay. Teton. 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 <laughs> uh, let's talk. Let's do. Oh, do you want to do Dynamite or do you want to do SmackDown? Let's get SmackDown out of the way. Let's get a SmackDown out of the way. Okay, fine. Uh, listen, let's just, just flat out. Let's put it out there. Brock wearing overalls. Brock's great. My God. Oh, so good. Country Brock is the best Brock that's ever Brocked. Oh, yeah. Going back to the Ring of Honor. Yes. Shane Taylor oh. promotions drop the six man titles. Yes. I 100% think they're leaving testing the waters. A lot of talent are. They put a lot of titles on different people last night because I think they really want those people to stick around when they come back. Rhett Titus was another one. Either way, let's go back. Brock mm. Lesnar with the overalls. Mm. And Sammy. Mm. Two good Canadian boys running the show. Sure. That's two. <laughs> Sammy's got his two buff nail, buff nail nurses. Thank you. Yeah. Buff male nurses uh, helping him out. And uh, I'm sitting there. I'm just like, cool. One of them's going to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it turns out both of them die. Yeah. Toxic uh, masculinity Brock to their, uh, to their demise. So what did you think of this opening segment? Zane says a lot. He says a lot, a lot. And then out comes Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman starts, you know, jammering with Sammy and Sammy starts cutting a babyface promo like a, I'm not done yet. What were your yeah, thoughts of this? I mean, big man Sammy, when uh, Roman's not around, I guess you can talk back to Paul Heyman because I, you know, I think it was just Sammy like assessing the situation. It's like, I can beat up Paul Heyman. <laughs> that's but, a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, I think that's all it was, is that he felt like a big man because he knew that Roman wasn't in town. Um, uh, I don't know. I, li- I liked it a lot. I really liked the lengthy promo. This was the one part of SmackDown that I really enjoyed. Uh, I thought that it, you know, th- it built well to having Brock come out and do his, ah, we're buddies. We're Canadian buddies. Uh, Brock saying, I don't know what, pee-pee. <laughs> 
And then <laughs> we we he says we, no no he said I don't know what <laughs> pp we we yes yes <laughs> so I don't know why <laughs> like I mean that was funny and Sammy's just like we don't we don't talk like that. <laughs> I just like how he starts with, you know, I'm from Saskatchewan. Where are you from? Montreal. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and then he like, starts. Everyone like, knows so that. that. I know. I, everyone knows him. <laughs> and then, uh, what was Brock doing the whole, uh, uh, we'll go hunting. And Sammy yeah, we'll replies, like, I'm, I'm a vegan. vegan. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you about this. And then Brock stands up like he's going to murder a man for being vegan because he's toxic masculinity, Brock. <laughs> Listen, man, the man hunts for a living. He he knows that the people who Which don't eat the fine. meat that he I sells, have... that's that, that's taking food off of his family's table. No, it's not. It's not. He called moose meat a delicacy, which tells me that he, he is a moron. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Moose meat's good. I like it. It does have a very distinct taste. Yes, it um, does. It is not a delicacy. No one would ever describe it that way. Well, listen, they were in LA, so he could sell that off and probably get some good money off of it because they'll believe him. Yeah, just slaughter some old horses and sell that easier, <laughs> cheaper. They won't know. Uh, Lesnar asking Sammy how you feel on physical pains at 10. <laughs> My emotions are at 20. Yeah. He was betrayed. He was hurt he by was. his buddy. Anyway, it was it's a fun segment. And then as he's saying, like, we're going to go hunting. Let's go hunting. You and I. And he starts to wheel out Sammy Zane. And uh, all of a sudden, Brock or not Brock, Paul Heyman is just like, I've spent all day at the edibles. The edibles are kicking in. I was at the dispensary. The dispensary. And I'm like, very California of you, Paul. Also, uh, just like the my people own the media. <laughs> I was like, oh, Paul. <laughs> okay. You're kind of harming your people when you do that. But that's I'm fine. sitting there and I'm like, show me the lie, Paul. Show me the lie. <laughs> and I love when he's just like, Shabbat Shalom. And I'm just like, hey, good Shabbos to you, Mr. Paul Heyman. That's good stuff. My people appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Uh, it was fine. It was a good, a good, easy segment. Uh, Roman not being there was a bit of a shock because it is L.A. It is Fox territory. I think there was an expectation there, but, you know, Roman was off. Show was still good. And by the ratings, it seems like the show was still high. And actually, the ratings went up without him. So maybe maybe Roman's not important anymore. Or maybe variety is important. <laughs> well, I don't know if they did so much of that because next they thing sure you know, didn't. <laughs> next thing you know, we've got Shinsuke and Rick Boogs against Los Lotharios in a match that was literally 90 seconds long. And I was like, oh, maybe this will be a good and it's over. There was nothing to this. Didn't need to happen. Has no stakes. It occurred barely. I, I, I don't. Uh, Shinsuke and Boogs won, I think, right? Yes, they did. Okay. The, the Intercontinental Tag Team Champions. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick yeah. Boogs. The only thing I remember from this match is Rick Boogs uh, doing a military press on one of the two men. And that is and it. That's all I recall. Mod Mike saying Michael Cole didn't even call a finish after this match. <laughs> like, oh my God, he's right. Just didn't matter. None of it mattered. It just happened. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the point of that was. Was it to get Boogs and Nakamura win in the tag? I just, no, it's it's no because sense. part of the touring act now is having Rick Boogs come out and progressively mispronounce Shinsuke worse and worse week over week with his little intro. That's it. it. It's the intro. It's the intro for the live crowd. And I don't understand why it's making it on TV every single week. God Put him it. in a dark match. Like, that's all you need to do. All this time I've been calling him Shinsuke. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should do it too. Rick, go out there. Call him Shinsuke. He's not the the last the 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 S K part at the end of his name isn't coming out anymore. It's just Shin. Ah! <laughs> he doesn't do that. I can't do the real one because it'll destroy the microphone. Oh, good thing. <laughs> I, it, this is dialed in for talking conversation, not screeching like a, an '80s hair metal guy. Speaking of '80s hair metal, what did you think of Kofi? introducing king woods's new crown what do you think of that new crown i don't care i, I never cared about the X crowns crown cool you don't like it 
it's cool, man. I just hear them misusing old English <laughs> and like, it's just unpleasant. I don't know. I don't care. It's a dumb bit and I find it boring. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it already because like, I really thought Xavier Woods had like stellar ideas for King of the Ring. Cause you know, he, he wanted it so bad and he's done nothing interesting with it to, in my opinion. Like, Oh, Nakamura. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, what it yeah. is. It's not that it's Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hate it. Cause he's, cause he's a rock and roll superstar. Yeah. And I guess he, he wants to Richard pronounce Bruce. the consonant, which is completely unnecessary. And he could hit, he could just do, ah, I mean, he's got to reach up to, why are we doing this right now? <laughs> I don't know. It's awful. This, th- we've given this segment that was a, a minute and a half more than it, it deserves. <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew puts the sword in the rock and by the rock, I mean, Adam Pierce's desk and that's that. Yeah. Sorry, and then I later guess. on, Matt Cat Moss and the other guy, Happy Corbin, take the desk. The entire desk! Because that's what you do. I think I I didn't even... I'm, I forgot that happened. Okay. Most people forget what happens when Happy Corbin's on their screen. Let Does me that mean you. that Drew is now going to have to feud with Happy Corbin? <laughs> I'm assuming next... I thought they were going to play this out in one night, and I wish they had. That, yeah, I too. assume there's going to be a video of Corbin and Moss trying to get the sword out of the desk but they can't because it's too heavy. And then Drew's going to find it, come out of nowhere, take it out without problem because it's sword in the stone. It's King Arthur. It's the whole, that stupid shit. Uh, and then that'll be that they're going to go to uh drew versus mad cat Moss. And then drew versus happy Corbin. They can't do. Dr- I mean, listen, it was drew and Jeff, but Jeff got released this week. We ain't going to sure talk did. about that because it happened on Thursday and it sucks. And I hope that Jeff's okay. That's all I can say right now. But, uh, Either way, it, it definitely changed some plans, and uh, it looks like they're going to have to rebound. But unfortunately, Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre is not it. Yeah, and that's probably what they're going to do, because I feel like Corbin's just their like reliable fallback guy 100% of the time. Well, you know what they say, Tim? Pieback's a bitch. No, nobody says that. Stop <laughs> with the pie puns. I don't know what was worse. And I'm sorry, I don't like shitting all over SmackDown, because there were some really funny moments. I don't like Polybacks a bitch, and I don't like <laughs> from Sasha Banks either. Yeah, I, yeah, it's exhausting. I don't know. <laughs> I guess there's a, just an excuse to put Sasha on TV, who, again, yeah. like, I don't understand why I care. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the flip flopping of Sasha. I never have. No, and I it like Sasha make the rest. Damn bit of sense. Just make it, just make it. I like, make sense. Yeah. Sasha's doesn't great make in sense. ring. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't doesn't make sense. Whatever they have with her, she's got she's got some new green contacts. That was interesting. Uh, I guess she's fooling around with her look. That's okay. That's neat. Go for it. Well, either way, okay. we were going. It's Tony Two Pie Tony was going to take on Charlotte later in the night. We're going to get to that, but first we go back to Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Another match I've seen eight million before. times and don't need to see like <laughs> for reasons unexplained. Was Rich Holland even there? No. Why he was not? Couldn't what? tell you. <laughs> Could We're not, not advancing tell. anything. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I if I'm if I'm gonna see one match a billion times, this is the one I'm okay with because yeah, these they're, two they're always solid. work hard. Yeah, every yeah. time. It's just like I don't know. There's no story at all. The only there's there's one story and that was it. And it's just the the Brock and Sammy stuff. And I guess Tony and Charlotte, but they continue to do the same thing they do every single time that makes me not want to watch it anymore <laughs> would be nice to see Seamus positioned a little higher i think yeah. i'm ready to see him break through do something else having Seamus and cesaro and drew all kind of there while roman is you know eons ahead of them and above them hey i'm not a big fan of that on smackdown like i, say, I would love to see i want to see all three of those guys versus roman in the title picture more than i want to see brock lesnar around again like yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I And like, I get it. it. Yes, he interrupted the Battle Royal two weeks ago, and this is kind of like their way of dealing with him. But yeah, I, oh, oh, Seamus was rude to him again. Like, we've we've seen it. that They had their thing, and it ended. Why are we going back to it? Like Again, I, I really, really do think that a lot of things for Drew just got changed because of Jeff Hardy's yeah. release. They were working towards something with Corbett and Moss. Now they're like, oh, shit, we got to work around it. We got to do something else. And so someone just said, have Drew and Sheamus. Uh, That's always a banger. 
make sure. an authority thing where he's fighting with the authority. Yeah. Okay. But everyone's fighting with the authority because next up, Naomi comes out. And then of like 20 million things happens while Naomi's in the ring, like dancing. Natalia. And and, well, no, no, no. Uh, I'm talking like Natalia. Uh, Naomi comes out. They go to commercial. They plug the pole and then Brock Kayla does Braxton the phone talks bit, to, I think. Like, no, though, it's Kayla doing the, okay. uh, the, the ad. Are you the advocate? to paul Heyman, and, again yeah the same segment we've seen several times now and then and then they go back to the ring and naomi's dancing and then they go to a video package about the naomi and sonia deville uh saga as you would it's very bad pacing but either way we finally get to naomi versus sonia deville but we don't because sonia comes out looking incredible by the way mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. gear is on point she looks like she's ready she's great excited for that naomi also i'm waiting for someone to finally let her have the spotlight and do things again because she's good she knows how to do her job and next thing you know it's like natty is the special guest ring announcer Shayna baszler is the special guest timekeeper makes sense i get it fine yeah sure we'll keep delaying it yep and then i do like that naomi outsmarts everybody beats the shit out of natty and and Shayna comes back to the ring to take out uh sony deville fine and then of course the numbers catch up and out comes xylee the protector come to again, protect it makes sense and i'm glad she that protects, they didn't swerve she attack <laughs> and when she came out she looked like a, anyway uh they do the 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 lightning what did you think of the lightning entrance terrible dreadful really awful hated it again ar is stupid it's <laughs> funny <laughs> because i think you and i are wrong in this because i I didn't love it either. I understand people liked it a lot. I think I'm just kind of over the AR graphics. When they have the opportunity to make good ones, they make good ones. And this was one of the better ones. You have to admit. No, I don't. It looks like crap. It looks like something that someone could do in iMovie or with their phone camera. It's not good. Actual good effects work is like leaps and bounds above that. That was terrible. I, I, I don't work agree in this with industry. <laughs> like I, that's not good. It's very bad. It's it, it looks like a phone filter. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> it's fair. Listen, I think when I compare it to the Lacey Evans one or the Bianca, well, the Bianca one's okay. And when I compare it to the Roman Reigns, the ooh, like that one's awful. She's not freaking Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Like, I don't that's what they stop want. putting it in there. It looks dumb because she's not going to channel electricity at any point and electrocute someone. I don't, like, ah, like, I don't need ultra realism in my wrestling, but, like, this hokey crap is boring to me because I'm not eight. Like, you know, I don't. Like shocking. No. Like, you know like what? Like, fine. Babies. It's a product for eight-year-olds. That's fine. It's just not for me. It is. And one day you'll show your child and your child will be like, this is I will awesome. not show my child at eight years old because, again, <laughs> I've said it before. I don't think children should be watching wrestling. Uh, a fair assessment. If you had to choose between Zayas or Becky, Mod Dan says he's taking Zayas. I get it. I, I guess anything that isn't a human nightmare face is better, but you don't need them at all. I don't understand their desire to include bad AR graphics. You have physical lights and pyrotechnics that are way better and more interesting to use. I don't understand this obsession with AR. I think the obsession is that they want to say that they're on top of the, the world in production, whether or not but they do it. Well, not, that doesn't no matter. No one right does now. it like no one. That's sports not true. Don't, what? Like football true. does it. It's not football interesting. Does it, baseball does it. Hockey does it. I've they never seen it graphics. in a baseball. Bro- to what end though? Okay. Now, like, now that's the thing. Now this is where the entertainment aspect comes into it because in sports, AR graphics are used to uh, put uh, ads on boards that aren't actually yeah. there. They are also there to, I know I'm probably going to freeze in a minute. Um, they're used in football to put up the stupid scoreboards and the, yeah, the exactly. you know, lines. That's the sports side of it, though. They're doing something more interesting. They're not making it seem like it's it's supernatural or, or like, I don't know. It's a weird way to brand things. I, I just don't. I don't prefer it like at all. Okay, I mean, that's fair. But uh, she makes her debut. She's it's not a swerve. Thankfully, I kind of thought for a minute that it was going to be uh, Zia Lee comes out and she's protecting Sonia Deville. No, not yeah, no, 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 no. She's a face, I guess. 
Thankfully, oh no, I'm happy about it. And now yeah. it's going to be Naomi and Xylee. Can't call them Xiaomi because that's already a that's uh, no, a, a brand a phone brand. So we can't yeah. do that. We're going to have to find another one. But the match never officially started. Uh, I like that Mod Dan was saying maybe Sonya takes Naomi's spot in the Rumble. It's not a bad idea. Could do that. Again, um, I'm okay with this lasting a while if it goes to WrestleMania and it's well built. It's just it does need to advance. It can't like you can delay it, delay it, but you can't just do the same thing over and over where you say it's going to happen this week. Oh, it's not going to happen this week. Oh, it's going to happen this week. It's not going to happen. Like you can do that a few times. I feel like they've really run the course on that, though. They need to start it, doing something worse. It feels like they might go to the tag team match between Natty and Shayna versus Zaya and Naomi to start. Which is and fine. Then That's a fine start. You got one week out of that off. then. Like, yeah. And, and, and I hear this one. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah. Because we've never justified that. And it does just seem that way. And it, it's, it's cringy. <laughs> like, yeah. For, it for those, for those in the audio world, this, uh, Jay Shell saying, I just want a reason that Sonia hates her other than racism. And, and I understand that I try, I fully understand that that's how it comes off. I try to look past it, but I absolutely understand why, Many people are seeing it otherwise. Like it, it makes total sense. It's it's not good. They need to address it in a way that makes sense. Like yeah, I, yeah. They just didn't do the groundwork to get this going, and that could have saved them a couple weeks worth of like the same thing over and over again, right? Like had they done it earlier to just actually tell a little bit more story. I feel like they just thought about it in the writers' room and then forgot to put it on TV. Like I feel yes. like there is a justification. They just haven't done it. Um, yeah. Shout out to Michael Cole for using megalomania in an appropriate situation, but then defining it more or less incorrectly. When he quickly <laughs> Googled it, saw the word obsession and just mean and said, it just means she's obsessive. It's like, no, you could call her a megalomaniac in this context, but maybe don't don't give a very incorrect definition or incomplete definition to Pat McAfee. Tim, Tim, we're not here to talk down to the audience. We're, we're, we're working with people who... We're I'm not talking down to the things. audience. I'm talking down to Michael Cole. <laughs> should know better. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, Charlotte and Tupai Tony never happen. Well, it starts and it ends in a disqualification as it would. I, I got nothing else to say. This wasn't a good showing for Tony. This wasn't no. a good match in general. Why it ended in a DQ, I don't understand. Uh, now it's going to be what? It's going to be Tony and Charlotte and... Becky and Liv for their respective titles at day one. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, which think again, of. and we've already seen Becky versus Liv, right? And it's just, the, oh, she held the rope. And I was like, ah, that happens tons of times. So I don't. This is how WWE gets to titles. And we talked about this. It's you're either in the story or you're out. They don't introduce any other characters outside to have matches. There's no enhancement talent. There's nothing. Um, yeah, and the moon's, the moonsault spot. That was weird. As uh, it always, they're like her always signature moon salt. She lands on her feet. It gets awkward. Everything. I was like, yeah, that was that was pretty signature. <laughs> like, Someone once explained to me why it makes perfect sense for her to do the moon salt that way. I forget what it was, but it, it made sense to me at the time. I can't remember what it was now. Why it, just, it makes sense for her to be bad at moon salts? Is it because well, her the, dad's Ric Flair? Or like her know. dad never did moon salts. Damn it! Exactly. So how would she know? <laughs> uh, no, it was something along the lines of like it's not a moon salt. In a traditional sense, it's like a moonsault where you whip the person back with you. You use the force of the moonsault to to bring that person back onto the ground. Yeah, that'd be fine if it ever did that, other than accidentally kneeing people in the head. (laughs) Fair. Uh, Okay, and now Brock. Brock and Adam Pierce. This was a fun segment. You have to admit, it was it was was awkward. It was fun. I'm sad he he named the moose Pierce instead of Adam. Because well, it's, it's just who names the moose Adam? Why exactly. would you name the moose Adam? That's crazy. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, he uses a flip phone. I thought that was pretty funny. That I have sense. a theory. Now, completely forget the part where Brock Lesnar is a multimillionaire and could afford whatever the hell he wants because he lives in Saskatchewan. That flip phone is just his US burner because he's like, ah, I only go to the States for work. What does it matter? I don't need to text people. I just need to take a call. Maybe find out where I'm supposed to go. That makes perfect sense. Good good work. And they snapped it because he's like, I make a lot of money. I'll get a new burner next week. That's great. great. I'm fine with that. Sure. I don't know why you'd have a photo of the moose on the burner, but that's okay. I love he's getting upset at the stupid moose or trying to find the photo of the moose. But he showed him the photo of the moose. 
Like, Did he? Like, I thought he was that, getting frustrated. No, that, that's the thing. He, he quickly said, see, look how big he is. And then he was like, oh, I'm trying to. And I was like, oh, I think, okay, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a moose story. Why wasn't it your want. background if you're so proud of it, Brock? Also, he's got to look like shit, that photo. If you took it on a flip yeah, phone, on a come flip on. phone, right? Two grainy. megapixel camera, it's going to look grainy and gross. Maybe it's the new Samsung one, although it did not look like the new Samsung one. It was it was an Alcatel. Don't ask me how I know these things. <laughs> I, I think I have one of those phones. They are <laughs> dreadful. Positive, <laughs> you do. Oh, man. Yeah, Brock using the flip phone is the most in-character thing for Brock ever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, main event, Usos, New Day, and RK Bro to determine who is the best tag team in WWE. Oh, the WWE Universe did, and it's RK Bro, apparently. <laughs> no, it ain't. Uh, first of all, why did we have a match at the Survivor Series between RK Bro and the Usos to determine who's the best tag team in the WWE, only to insert the New Day later on and have the New Day win this match because the New Day are probably going to go up against the Usos at day one and lose. That's all I got. That's really all. It was a fun match. Again, good match. Oh, no point to execution. They said it was triple threat rules to start, and then only two people were in the ring at any given time. Strange. Yeah. I was also like, what? what? I also, I don't think I've seen a match like that where they only had the two. Well, maybe I have. I don't know. It was weird. I think it would have been better if they were. Because just watching the New Day stand on the outside for quite some time. Like just both members of the new day. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. They, so they had run that poll. RK bro was, they, they won the poll by with 43% of the it vote. It was 43, 33 and 23. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. It didn't really work. It just didn't, didn't work them. And again, good match as expected. Three top tag teams who work really well. Orton's on the show because rain, because uh, rains isn't there. So that part makes sense, but people don't know that. Like, people don't know that they're just trying to balance out the star power, so they bring out Randy Orton from Raw. It just, there was no plan here. Yeah, like, it, 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 I don't know. It just smacks of that, right? It just smacks of, like, uh, we have to hit a certain threshold to, like, validate the cost of our live tickets. <laughs> and then put on a and show they, for Fox like oh well, yeah they had Fox execs so they wanted to at least have somebody there I just I think of all the weeks to have done that maybe Reigns was asked and Reigns said no um, which is what I think like maybe he just does have that clout like he can just be like nah so the way it was put to me was uh Reigns travels by bus they had a they had a house show in Saginaw Michigan the next night and they didn't think that he was going to make it from one to the other. So he just went to Saginaw. He just went to, to Michigan, which, you know, if I'm going to L.A. or Saginaw, I'm probably going to go to L.A. Mm. Just mm. me. Mm -hmm. But because he travels <laughs> by bus, he wasn't going to make a 16 hour drive. And again, it's still a pandemic. He's still yeah, traveling he's by it. bus. Yeah, he's playing it safe. I get it. It's just if that's the reason and that's the word like you got to th th there's got to be a better way to plan that. They just didn't. Plan it right. But again, who the hell are we? Because next thing you know, the ratings are up this week. So really, we're clearly wrong about something. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's not, it's not a product that's made for me. And and I see the 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 concept of the poll seeming rigged. This is one thing that WWE kind of pounds into our heads a lot. And it's the idea that of all the things that Vince McMahon will never do, it's rigging uh, a poll. It's like Taboo Tuesday, Cyber Sunday when they did that. Vince was like adamant that they will they will influence the decision. They can influence it with conversations on the shows and all that stuff, but they do not rig the polls because Vince is like staunch democracy cannot be broken. Except in a corporation where it's an inherently authoritarian makeup, but that's okay. B bitch, he's not he's not voting. <laughs> It's up to me. Everybody wins. <laughs> anyway, uh, sure, whatever. Fine. Sag Saginaw to LA is a lot more than a sixty-hour drive. I, 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 I just I don't know. <laughs> That's why I fly. That's why I fly. I don't have no bus. <laughs> I don't have no bus. <laughs> I don't have no bus. Fair. If you want to give us a bus, tell your friends. Tell your friends about the channel. <laughs> That's right. If you want to get us a bus, you got to hit thumbs up on this video. You got to leave a comment for us. Maybe subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And you know what? Share the video around. I see some of y'all doing it. I appreciate you. Thank you. We both appreciate you here at TimandJoelPod.com with two men and a baby. You mm -hmm. want to talk about dynamite? Yeah. 
You want to talk about CM Punk has now made the Ottawa Senators canon in AEW <sighs> and that the Ottawa Senators are now 1-0 since being brought into AEW canon? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's better than their their real life. Their kayfabe existence is a little bit better, is, is what I'm trying to say here. And let's also not bring up the fact that uh, the the New York Islanders have finally won a game at home since being called out a billion times by CM Punk in the arena that the New York Islanders play in. So the Islanders are also successful in canon. And yeah, praise be, to, praise be to Hook for breaking the curse. That's right. Hook is the man who made this all happen. Yeah. They did the thing that all of us were talking about on the internet when yes, CM Punk yeah. started, but they flipped it on us, and it's great. I, it goes to show that some people read the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. They popped us all when CM Punk comes out to MJF's music and gets booed. He does get booed, and I was like, he "Oh!" And he uh, heavy boos. He came out, and he's like, "I I came out here to see how you're gonna get, how you're gonna react." I didn't know, and I believe that. I believe he just did it on the fly. And it was so good. A lot of people speculating that Punk had two promos in his head, one for him having, a, you know, a babyface reaction and the other one for the reaction he actually got in Long I- on Long Island. Uh, if I say in Long Island, I get a bunch of people being like, it's on Long Island, you idiot. And I I'm like, don't care, right. Long Island people. <laughs> <laughs> You're on an island. Anyway, I, I like that this whole con- this whole promo was just Punk getting all the heat that he could and saying all the shit that he could. And people eating it up and being like, MJF's yeah. our guy. Yeah, it was and funny. I really enjoyed it. It was another. It was a return to form after like a, a not-so-great last week in this feud. So I'm really glad that they were able to advance things quite well yes. uh, for both men this week. Yeah, Punk saying like, and that's your guy, that's your guy over and over again. And then eventually being like, if that's your guy, then you're all chicken shit. And that was perfect. Yeah, it was great. Very good stuff. And that all leads into the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, where MJF has a very well-produced package. So good. That package was tremendous. Whoever did the voiceover, bravo. I can tell you who produced it. I don't know who did the the, the, the audio. And that same, that's Giancarlo, who does stuff with GCW. He used to work with WWE. He had a two packages this week air on national TV. One in WWE with the live promo, and the other one was the uh, this this one for MJF. The man's very good at his job. Yeah, it was excellent. I I was very excited about that. So uh, yeah, the uh, so the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal takes place. You've got so many people. You got Wardlow. You got MJF. You got uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, Lee Moriarty's in there. Matt Hardy's in there. Dante Martin's in there. Leo Rush is in there. Oh, who else is it? Frankie Kazarian's in there. Nobody expected that. Briefly, Ricky Starks is in there. No, actually, Kaz was one of the final four. Yeah, it was he, Matt yeah, Seidel. He just had no impact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matt Seidel was in there. I didn't even That's know that. That's the guy. That's the guy. Everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so it ends with, uh, first of all, Dante Martin doing the thing that you and I talked about doing. And he turns on Team Taz. Loved it. Yeah, I mean, I loved that he turned on Team Taz. The the way they did it was kind of inconsequential. So I was like, uh, okay. I agree. And then they I, led... It led to 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 Taz announcing that Hook was going to debut, and I was like, "That those things don't line up. Like you're just this seemed very arbitrary." So I think that the way that it's going to work, because I agree with you, it felt in the moment kind of like, "Huh?" Was because Dante and um, Dante and Hook had kind of a kinship when things started. They were friendly. And, you know, he took the chips, blah, blah, blah. The chip so bag. now this was their way. Yeah. Well, this was their way of having Dante, you know, have to fear Hook. Like, you have to watch Hook beat the shit out of this guy. Which yeah. We're, we're going to get to that. But um, the idea here being Dante and Hook is going to happen, but it starts with Hook uh, showing off his his prowess. Yeah, I'm into it. Like, yeah, that that works. So. Either way, it was it was it was good. It seemed like it was wasted a little bit in doing it in the dynamite diamond, whatever it's called, battle royal thing. I agree. Yeah, it, it felt a little awkward. And then the story, it was a tale of two different factions going at it because you have MJF who ends up getting, you know, slot number two. Dante Martin gets slot number one. Those two are going to fa- battle next week for the ring. And I'm ready for Dante Martin to win it for two reasons. One, we're moving on from the MJF has the dynamite diamond ring one yeah number two is dante is that one win away from being a breakout star and that's what tk has told us for months it's time this is that breakout win for for him yeah he's there for sure yeah 
Uh, so I think it's ready. We're ready for that. Uh, what else have we got? And, and then the best thing is at the end of this whole, oh, look at baby. Uh, MJF is walking up the ramp as Ricky Starks is beating down Dante Martin. And MJF does the, oh, damn it. I'm not even going to edit this out. This is perfect. Uh, MJF. <laughs> I can't blame you. It doesn't like uh, MJF. MJF yeah, runs I mean, down to the ring. It's okay, baby. He can't hurt you. It's true. He's so he far away. He's he's on Long Island. That's right. I just, I bring up these two, uh, our friend Drew being like, baby, hello. And I'm thinking of uh, Leo. Baby, hello. <laughs> Jerry. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, I'm fine with it. Punk comes out after MJF beat the shit out of Dante and in the turn, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Good, good play out. Which was, I thought that was a good like build where is like, MJF was like, mm, do I, this guy, do I? And then he goes yeah. and he's like, ah, and then he just gets in and happily beats on his ass. That was very funny. Part of me wanted Punk to also beat the shit out of Dante Martin. Just because. <laughs> oh man. Mod Mike saying baby Tim has more hair than daddy Tim. Yeah, because he keep he kept that crazy old man ring that I refused to have. So, <laughs> uh, eight man tag action. Now this was confusing as hell when they announced it. So it's the acclaimed and 2.0 taking on Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes. And it's all rankings based now, isn't it? So we got to include that. They used all the numbers they possibly could <laughs> to explain why this match was happening. And I'm like, why don't you just say the winners here are going to be like next in line for a tag title shot or they're 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 building up more momentum or whatever they had to make it like 83 percent for these guys 81 percent these guys but if they yeah, win, win they're gonna go to the it was like which didn't they also put like the wins and losses which means that they were just doing the math for us in line as well so it was like they, they they showed us what the math was, but then also told us their win percentage, which which was just dividing that. Like, why? Why do that? Just pick one number. Like, just tell us the team who gets the pin gets the title shot. That's all you boom. need to do. Bloody you don't die. need to give us all this. You don't need to give. But I watch wrestling you, to, to to shut up. I don't want to watch. Like, I'm not here for math. Please don't yeah, give me math. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. Like, but but the problem is if they do that, then you you set it up for there to be infighting. For them to like their own team to pull them off, you know, be like, no, nah, I'm going to get the pin tag. Let me in like that type of stuff. So I don't know. I guess. I mean, it doesn't really matter because out comes Eddie Kingston and that completely takes away the match for me, at least. Like, yeah. And then he was talking to the camera, but there I, no audio. Like I was yes. confused what was happening with that. If you're going, this is 101. If you have a segment planned where you take a camera with you to the backstage area, make sure that the camera you take with you has a microphone attached to it and make sure that that microphone is active and that the person in the truck knows which camera audio to pull up when you need it. Because whoever planned that out did not do it well. And I heard nothing from that Eddie Kingston segment. Yeah. So what I was thinking about that was that maybe it wasn't supposed to go on as long as it was supposed to, because who like 2.0 comes out and starts uh, fighting him there. And maybe they weren't in position by the time like he got the camera and, and they cut to that. Well, it's Danny Garcia, too. And yeah. 2.0. It was just weird. Yeah. So it was just, it was them. But they it was him and uh one of the guys from proud and powerful wasn't it and then they were ortiz. just there for yeah ortiz was they were just there like vamping for a while i think and then eventually 2.0 and daniel garcia showed up so i think they were just late like i think they had to to pretend longer than uh than they were supposed to i think they were supposed to show up right away when eddie began talking but maybe it just felt very yeah it was very odd. strange yeah, it's, and by the way, going back to the math, Steiner math is the only real math in wrestling. I can understand that. And it's that. bad math. Like, Taz is doing his own bit with that, and it was just like, please stop. <laughs> we got a 131% chance of you leaving a thumbs up on this video. Go ahead mm -hmm, and do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then Young Bucks with Adam Cole, Bay Bay, take on Chaos. <laughs> Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, uh, are tag teaming, and Orange Cassidy's there. Listen, the, the the whole point of this match wasn't about how long it was, wasn't about how good it was. It was Sue. Sue was in the Sue minivan. And Trent Beretta. Trent Rest in question peace mark. question mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh love seeing Trent back. Love seeing Trent with his new haircut. Trent debuts and a, name. a new He's got a real yes. name. 
Uh, Trent debuts a uh, a fresh haircut before Jack Evans does. Jack Evans who had his head shaved in AEW three months ago and has not been seen since. R.I.P. Jack Evans. Not really, though, because he's been on socials. Uh, yeah, he was on socials talking about being arrested in Mexico City, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not paying these men. Uh, sorry, Jack, love you. Just why? Uh, yes, so Trent cuts him off. Trent's in, Trent's back. They all hug. Sue hugs. Everyone hugs. Sue was a part of chaos. Sue was a part of best friends. Everyone's happy, especially if you're a fan of Sue. Yeah, it was lovely. Sue needs merch. Uh, Ruby Soho is uh, surprise bitched by Nyla Rose. Oh, Nish got laid <laughs> out. <laughs> Bunny and Penelope Ford had stepped up to, to Ruby Soho, who was like, yeah, it looks like you're Ruby Solo. You have no friends. LOL. It was such a long way to go for that one line. Like they wrote so that good. line first and then they just found a way to justify it. Which is Aaron, good. I'm fine with that. Aaron Solo on Twitter was just like, wait, Ruby Solo? <laughs> Uh, and then yeah N- Nyla ambushes Ruby Ty Conchi and Jay make the save and we're gonna have a six woman tag on Rampage very quickly just move to that match let's talk about it because it's here uh, again fun match Penelope Ford rules uh, Bunny is really really getting a lot better a lot more combative in the ring a lot better in the ring and Ruby and Nyla are gonna have a good match for the TBS uh, quarterfinals semifinals yeah the Beast Bomb at the end, though, was excellent. You got to admit. Very good. Very oh, good. A lot of that match brutal. in picture in picture, but it was a good match overall. Yeah. Uh, Anna J taking a pin did not expect that on Rampage. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Sammy Guevara. Sammy. Sammy Guevara. Thank you. It was interviewed by Tony Schiavone. And out comes everybody's favorite American nightmare. <laughs> So the turn is real and we know that it's coming now and it's going to take two months to get there, but the turn is coming. Uh, yes. So Cody comes out and he's just like, I'm going to take the next open challenge on Christmas. And everyone's no, like, like, that's a heel I, move. No, 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 no. It's even worse. It's even more on the nose because he comes out and he's like, look, I didn't want you to be blindsided. Good guy to good guy. Good guy yes. And it's like, oh, okay, Cody. So at least you finally accepted your fate. <laughs> yeah, well, and then my favorite thing is Cody shakes the hand and he's like, see you then. And then he starts making his way to the heel tunnel and the double back fake goes through the face tunnel. I thought it's cute. He's done it before. We've Expect talked about it two here. months of that now, though. <laughs> like... Yes. Just nail us over the head with it, Cody. And then he'll, he'll, I don't know, maybe he'll win the title. Maybe that's his consolation prize. He's like, fine, if they won't love me, then I'm going to take a title. (laughs) No, this is all leading like Sammy's going to win. And eventually when Cody turns, he's just going to draw back to all of the stuff that he did for, quote, you people, including setting himself on fire just to get cheered in his hometown. Like, it's going to make sense, but they they are drawing this the F out. And I'm all Do you think he beats Arn Anderson's ass? Is that how he does it? I think Arn Anderson beats his ass and that's how he turns face again the next week. Like literally (laughs) turns heel in the next week. Back to face. Just Arn Anderson slaps some sense into him again, which again was the best moment in all of the Cody verse was Arn Anderson with the Glock. That's true. And burning the tie and stuff. All that stuff. Burning the tie was such a non sequitur. Uh, But we're finally getting Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara down the pipe. Finally, finally, finally. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that they made an appearance after this because I was like, really? But oh, okay. It is. Dan Lambert's coming back to him. Sure. That's fine. I'm okay with it. Going to get him that heat. Yeah. Get excited. Jamie Hader takes on Riho. 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 Felt long. Um, It did feel long. I see a lot of the quote unquote discourse became why do people hate Riho? You and I have talked about Do people hate Riho? People seem to have a problem with believability with Riho because of... Oh, because she's she's a very tiny person. She's very small. She yeah. The gear is very frilly, which for some people, they can't get past that. Oh, I don't My care. only thing with Riho, and I like Riho as a wrestler. My thing with Riho is when you do a dive, uh, she looks like... Like when she did the dive that that hater almost didn't catch her on, uh, there was no air. It just looks like she dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's no there's spring. That- she ain't the only one in, in wrestling doing that, but yeah, it, it is pretty egregious. Like, just jump. <laughs> you just kind of expect someone of that size and stature to 
fill the air when they when they do a top rope move. I think that's where a lot I of mean, the, I wouldn't I wouldn't call her fearless. So like with her moveset, so it just it doesn't. I don't know. That brain buster from Hater to Riho, though. Ooh, yeah. Jamie Hater's great. Can't Hater's wait for great. Britt Baker, Jamie Hater. Yeah, exactly. Riho pins Hater. She gets the win, but then Riho goes for the lockjaw. Sorry, yeah. uh, Baker goes for the lockjaw on Riho. Yeah, after Good. a grueling match where Riho was like crying at the end and, and exhausted, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, again, very doesn't, good match. D- doesn't bode well for her championship uh, prospects, but uh, they had FDR challenging the Lucha Bros for Rampage once again, and I'm sitting there being like, "Are we finally going to do it? Is it going to happen this time? Do you promise?" And it did. And I don't have a lot to say about this match from Rampage. It no. was a very good match. Very you good. And I, we don't usually go by beats of the match, but a lot of fun spots, a lot of craziness. Just a all in all a good match with a fun finish and an unexpected yeah. finish. Like I said, like FTR has been doing tremendous work lately. Uh, match was really solid. Uh, they're having this thing with Lucha Bros that we thought they were going to do with Proud and Powerful. So I'm a bit like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this as the the saga five match odyssey, but that's fine. Yeah, well, uh, listen, they're probably going to bring this back to AAA or something, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it will be like five match. I think it's already been four or five matches if we're including not just AEW. This is the third AEW one, I think. So, man. It's kind of nuts. And this time they're, they they ran it, uh, you know, whatever. I just, I don't have much else to add. Yeah, it was good. It was a good match, guys. Good match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that, that was from Rampage. And then back to Dynamite. Varsity Blondes, for some reason, Malachi Black just spits in Julia Hart's eyes. <laughs> Man. I guess he's just tired of the Varsity Blondes. He's the weird, angry goth kid. But, but why? I don't, I don't know. This was, this was a very clunky way to set up a feud. I don't understand what we were getting out of this. Uh, is it Julia Hart's going to join... The House of Black? Is that where we're heading? That would be great. That's absolutely not where we're heading. We're just heading to like Brian Pillman Jr. versus Malachi Malachi. Black. That's it. That's all this was to do. It was just to set up a feud. And it was very clunky. Someone had pointed out that uh, Malachi had misted a bunch of people. And maybe that's him marking them for House of Black. But one of those people was Cody. So so then their, their brain gymnastics turns to, oh, but he did it twice. So that negates... Him actually oh marking them for God, of Black. come on! <laughs> yeah, I d- I really don't think it's that that uh, that high minded. I-, I think it's just a quick setup to a, a short feud. Yeah, I agree. I-, I wouldn't mind Pillman and Malachi. It's just yeah. time to to start doing more stuff with Malachi Black. In I-, I think he needs to have a, an actual story. identity. Like he, he has no purpose here. He's just around to spit in people's eyes. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, where is Andrade in all this? Is this going to be Andrade and Black versus the the Varsity Blondes? Probably paying too much for services somewhere. That's what Andrade is doing. That's why FTR showed up in Ring of Honor. Andrade was like, I'm not going there, but I know two guys who will. Yeah. (laughs) Here, take this money. Uh, Speaking of taking my money, the main event, Dark Order's John Silver takes on the Americans and Dragons and Bryans and Danielson in one hell of a good match. John Silver shows out again. Yeah, always. Johnny Hungy. Hungy for fame and glory. That's right. Gets his doesn't get his head kicked in. Does not no. get his head kicked in. And your idea, unfortunately, does not come to pass. Jerks. I know. John Silver rolling around with Danielson doing heel hooks, uh, countering and getting rope breaks was hilarious to me. I loved it. Uh you know, using using his legs when he's not known for using his legs, John Silver. Here's what happened. Brian Danielson is such so good at scouting things that he heard what I had suggested and decided not to go for it this week because he knew he knew what would happen if he tried. It's true. So what did he do? Danielson gets caught pile driver. The bell lock knocked out. That's it. Uh, Silver was knocked out. Ref stopped the match. So technically silver didn't lose. Uh, Yeah. And then (laughs) is that how that works? I don't think that's how that works. He definitely lost, but yeah. And listen, I'm just going by what I'm saying. Uh, and then next thing you know, hang, uh, not hangman. Danielson grabs the mic and he's like, I 
kicked in Uno's head. Let, let's I do the math. In, <laughs> yeah, I kicked in uh, Colt's head. I, I kicked in uh, Alan Angel's head. I don't remember his face so far. The other <laughs> yeah. one. I was about to say 10. I'm like, that didn't happen. Uh, and now I'm going to kick in your boy, John Silver's head. And then out comes Hangman, and there we go. And Hangman's like, I'm going to stomp the cowboy shit out of you. And I'm like, this is great. Let's do that. Good stuff. Next week, winter is coming. It's going to be fun. There's a lot going on for that show. We got that. Um, we're going to preview that on Wednesday at noon on Tim and Joel. Call it in the ring. So let's talk. Let's talk about the main event. Let's talk about the real main event from Rampage. Adam Cole, baby, versus Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> no, we don't talk about it. There that wasn't was much match, to say. Wheeler Yuta was really good. Yes. Uh, listen, if it's going to lead to Kyle O'Reilly oh, making his oh. debut next week. Oh, yeah, that would be very excellent. There was one, we don't go beat for beat, but there was one thing in that match that looked just absolutely horrendous when Wheeler Yuta did the splash and uh, Adam Cole, like, lifted his knees up and he landed, like, just, like, legit hard on his gut. I was like, I don't even think it knocked the wind out of him. Kudos to uh, Wheeler Yuta's core. Wheeler Yuta is an excellent wrestler. I think a lot of people sleep on him because they just see him lose on AEW, but he is a hell of a record in the Indies. He is a hell of a wrestler and people need to start understanding what Wheeler Yuta brings to the table. Very good. Solid match. Very good match. Uh, Do you think Trent's going to turn on best friends? Is that what we're doing? Or is it just a little bit of growing pains as the best friends grow with Wheeler Yuta in tow? Just growing pains. I think it's okay. I wouldn't mind them to be passed, but I would. Well, I don't know. Trent Beretta does look harder than a best friend. True. I want this to be Trent versus Yuta in a respect match. Yeah, that'd be fine too. Have Yuta beat Trent and have Trent shake his hand and be like, okay, you deserve to be here. You're you're one of us. Have that be the build because Wheeler Yuta isn't winning on like the big televised shows. He'll win on Dark and Elevation, blah, blah, blah. But he's not winning on Dynamite. He's not winning on Rampage. Let it build to him beating Trent in a match that ultimately means respect. And I like the uh, Mike Mod Mike saying, I want this to lead to Stadium Stampede at Revolution. I I like it, but also the problem is uh, it's like such an inner circle match now. Yeah. The Stadium like Stampede. They're staple. So. It's a calamity match. But... If you're going to do it, you do the Undisputed Elite. So you'd have Adam Cole, Bebe, Bobby Fish, the Young Bucks, and Kyle Riley uh, taking on Wheeler Yuta, Trent, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor. And I guess we bring back Rocky for another show. Yeah. 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 It's fine by me. Uh, we'll see. I, again, a, a good main event for them. But the real main event, the real match was Hook. Hook with Action Bronson theme. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's a vibe. He just strolls out, chews gum through the entire match. <laughs> Has his back first. Okay, sorry, we're bringing it back. Hook, I got to tell you, bud. We used to talk about you all the time on the show. We got real close, you and I. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very proud of you. You had a great match. But on top of that, the great match included great entrance music. You had your back to your opponent. You showed no respect. Very big on that. But really, Hook, the one thing that I can tell you I'm so proud of is your new finishing maneuver. And you named it all for yourself. And your daddy, he loves you because he brought TNA memes with you. The meme wrestler Hook brought it up. Fuego sold like a motherfucker, didn't he? Yeah, Sorry, he did. sorry. It, I, don't, it was, I usually don't swear on the no, show. No, but that, oof. that was a fire yeah. match. Made Hook look amazing like taz was so proud he must have been so proud <laughs> yeah you can, and there's a photo that's going around of, of him behind the desk as hook walked down just on his feet just clapping supporting his boy i think that's wonderful yeah it was sweet very happy to see that uh so hook beats fuego fuego again the perfect guy to debut against because he sells like mad uh apparently fuego was on a three-match winning streak so that's great and nice, yeah. again, Hook had his back turned to Fuego for the whole intro. I love that. No respect. And so he hooks on at the end of the match, the Kata Hajime, which is also known as the Taz Mission, which is now being called the Red Rum. We got to change that name because I think it's dumb. Uh, murder is Red Rum backwards. 
and relic is killer spelled backwards so we're bringing tna memes into this thank you taz uh, i like it it was fun it was a good it match good. though it was good <clears throat> i think great like crazy good he's had a lot of time to to work he's had a lot of time to to gain experience and become a pro wrestler and i think that's great what will happen next is he's going to get those reps in and that's going to dictate how much uh you know how much crowds want to continue supporting him but so far good start if i'm hook if i'm people surrounded by hook i'm happy i'm proud yeah i mean to do that with all of the pressure like very very impressive so hook wasn't the only friday night debut by the way people don't really watch 205 live i get it no but last but we talked about it so i'm bringing it up lash legend also made her debut oh okay see i am interested in that how how did that go good and i i do think people should check it out i think for her first official tv match it was really well done she had amari miller and uh again we talk about meme wrestlers who are getting over organically maybe a little jokingly but still it's then on the wrestler to absolutely deliver and we saw hook do it we've seen tony d do it we are i think seeing lash legend debuting uh, a pretty solid start i will need to check that out i'm actually interested in that Check it out. A lot of stuff around there. Oh, yeah. We could talk about Tully and Sting, but I honestly just kick him in the dick. There you go. Yeah. Just like Adam Cole did to Orange Cassidy. Right. Perfect. Squaw just, in the dick. Just kick him in the dick. If you ever if you ever have a problem, kick him in the dick. Tim, I think we did it. We did it. That is not life advice, by the way. Please do not <laughs> hold us liable. We were told by the two podcast guys to kick him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> They, they then said leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to the channel <laughs> kick that thumb right in the dick that's right there you go tim where can the kids find you on the internet oh they can find me at tim stone p t-i-m-b-s-t-o-n-e-p on twitter show is tim and joel pod where tim and joel pod.com or tim and joel pod on all forms of socials come and find us come and hang out with us we're looking forward to a big 2022 with you and with your friends you can go ahead share the video tell them about how you listen to us in audio form whatever you want i am at joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you wednesday at noon eastern to talk about a little bit more wrestling till then enjoy the rest of your weekend cheers